On January 24, 1861, Jefferson Davis rose on the Senate floor to explain why the state of Mississippi decided to secede from the Union. After sharing some thoughts about nullification and secession and expressing his support for secession, he went on to explain, It has been a conviction of pressing necessity. It has been a belief that we are to be deprived of the union of the rights which our fathers bequeathed to us, which has brought Mississippi to her present decision. She has heard proclaim the theory that all men are created free and equal, and this made the basis of an attack upon her social institutions. And the sacred declaration of independence has been invoked to maintain the position of the equality of the races. That declaration of independence is to be construed by the circumstances and the purposes for which it was made. The communities were declaring their independence. The people of those communities were asserting that no man was born to use the language of Mr. Jefferson, booted and spurred to ride over the rest of mankind, that men were created equal, meaning the men of the political community, that there was no divine right to rule, that no man inherited the right to govern, that there were no classes by which power and place descended to families, but that all stations were equally within the grasp of each member of the body politic. These were the great principles they announced. These were the purposes for which they made their declaration. These were the ends to which their enunciation was directed. They have no reference to the slave. Else how happened that among the items of arraignment made against George III was that he endeavored to do just what the North has been trying to do of late to us, to stir up insurrection amongst our slaves. Had the declaration announced that Negroes were free and equal, how was the prince to be arraigned for stirring up insurrection among them? And how was this to be enumerated among the high crimes which caused the colonies to sever their connection with the mother country? When our constitution was formed, the same idea was rendered more palpable. For there we find provision made for that very class of persons as property. They were not put upon the footing of equality with white men, not even of that with paupers and convicts. But so far as representation was concerned, were discriminated against as a lower caste, only to be represented in the numerical proportion of three-fifths. Then, senators, we recur to the compact which binds us together. We recur to the principles upon which our government was founded. And when you deny them, when you deny us the right to withdraw from the government, which thus perverted threatens to be destructive of our rights, we but tread in the path of our fathers when we proclaim our independence and take the hazard. This is not done in hostility to others, not to injure any section of the country, not even for our own pecuniary benefit, but from the high and solemn motive of defending and protecting the rights we inherited and which it is our sacred duty to transmit unshorn to our children. Jefferson Davis would go on a very short time after the speech to become the president of the Confederate States of America. When you hear people today defending the Confederacy and arguing that it wasn't about the preservation of slavery, take a look at the views of the people themselves who founded the Confederacy and determine for yourself whether or not they sought to preserve slavery.